Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. I am so happy right now, and it is for the most material of reasons. Why? But my wife uh, bought me a brand new watch. I, that's right. I you were complaining to, about not having a watch. I have to have a watch. I, I guess that's very old school. No, it's coming back into fashion now. Well, that's good because this is the watch. That's you a got. nice watch. It's a nice, it's simple. May I see it? It doesn't have an alarm on it. Doesn't have all those features. It doesn't tell it's you very the weather. Heavy. Doesn't give you the stock report. You it's don't just need all that simple. Stuff. Tell me the time. That's all I want to know. But it also tells you the day, and the date of the day. Yeah. And it looks like it's all set. If I could say time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do. Save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. And I like these metal band ones yeah. and I like them loose. Yeah. So so the watch is too big for me and it rattle it rolls around on my wrist and I like it that way. Yeah. I don't know why. Like it's strapped tight, I don't like, like a tourniquet. Tight. It's very I stylish. This, I have this thing about stuff being too tight, and that's why I uh, I remember when I went to uh High school, uh, we, everybody got admonished to, well, you got to get a class ring. You got to get the class ring. I mean, so, what a ripoff. Because those are like, a what, total $200 rip off. or something? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Insane. Well, back in my day, there were $12, but that was a long time like ago. It was like 200 yeah. back then. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the 1840s. In, uh, in Euro dollars. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, so I get the, the class ring and I put it on and I can't stand it. I can't stand to have a ring on. It's like it's constricting or something. So, believe it or not, I actually had this thought as I was about to get married. I thought, well, maybe I should just tell my wife not to bother buying me a ring because I'm not going to wear it. And, uh, and in fact, I don't. I take this ring off all the time. Yeah, I'm if seeing get, you're wearing a wedding ring right if, now. If it gets too tight, like mm-hmm. I've been drinking too much salty water or something, mm-hmm. i got to get it off. Because then I'll think, maybe I'll never get it off and then I'll have to cut my finger off. Yeah, they don't have to cut your finger off. There's a a dental floss trick you can use to get a stuck ring off. It's actually really interesting how they wind it, and then you pull one into the string, and it it pulls it right off. That's good. That's good news. But it's all all purely psychological. With this ring, I promise I'll always love you, always love you. Anyway, I'm very tickled with it, and I'm going to keep track of the time so that we... 
wrap this up at a reasonable hour because I know you've got places to go and people to see. Yeah, I have a little dance recital I have to go to. Somebody asked me recently, they said, how come, you, I mean, we, we enjoy your podcast and stuff, but why don't you ever talk about anything heavy? Like, why don't you ever talk about uh, abortion? Why don't you talk about uh, guns and gun safety and gun uh, control, you know? And and I yeah. And, why and don't I, we ever talk about heavy stuff? Well, I think we do from time to time. But but I I just find that and this was true when I was on the radio. You want that kind of stuff. There are plenty of practic- practitioners of it, and I don't think my opinion's all that important anyway. Sure, I I agree with you. I I have and all it is to me feelings about it. But I but 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 here's the thing. You can say it all you want. You will not change really anybody's no. feelings regarding anything. We have. We've people have already pretty much framed themselves mm-hmm. on how they're going to a uh, support their 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 opinion or um, uh, tear down your opinion. There's really right. nothing to do, which is why I don't get into this stuff on Facebook. It's like I, I don't really care. Yeah, you know? I mean, I have very strong opinions about uh, politics, and, and I'm, I'm a geek for it. I, yeah. I, I watch and read about, read it all the time, but I just don't. I just decided, and I think you agreed when we started doing this podcast, that this isn't the forum for that. If we can entertain, if we can tell stories and talk more about everyday life, uh, th- those, are the, those are the kind of things that you don't find as much on the radio when you turn it on. You, you, there's no shortage of politics and histrionics and yeah. vitriol and outrage, but uh, we, we, we maybe can offer something different here. However... Uh, in, in the wakes of uh, the or the Orlando shooting a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. all of that, um, and, and then the apparent, at least as we are recording this, uh, inability for Congress to uh, at least vote on this sort of stuff, you, you just throw your hands up and say, it seems like the same old hand-wringing happens every time, mm-hmm. and, and then nothing changes, and is... Will will there be a magic number? Forty nine killed. That seems like enough. Nope, that's not enough. Maybe one hundred and twelve killed next time. Will yeah, that but, be but enough? Yeah. The problem is nobody agrees on what the problem is. That's the problem right there. Some well, people think it's terrorism. Some th- people think it's guns. Some people think it's mental illness. Even if it's one of all three of those, or I would like to think a part maybe of all three. Sure, of those, it is a part of all three. But but nobody can sit down and agree on what it is. So that's why nobody's taking any action. No, no, I. That's right. You know, that's right. And and uh, opinions. And who cares what the reason is? Opinions are are for, for, firmly formed. Many times our opinions are formed not for the best noble of reasons. Right. They're just uh, either they're passed down to us or this is how it is. And of course, the Second Amendment amendment well, everybody runs back to. Uh, my friends get mad at me when I say this, but I I don't care. I I, I don't think. I personally don't think the Constitution is so inviolate that it cannot be reviewed. It has been amended several times, right. uh, and I think there, it, yeah. all of it needs a fresh look. It These sure, are different times sure. now. And I don't think there are people, um, the Republicans, that don't agree with that. But the real root of the problem is the NRA and the power it has over Congress. Right. And I don't know if you realize this, maybe you did, but I was rather stunned to know that they put out, the NRA puts out a report card on uh, Congress Congress people, people, and they rate them as how uh, gun-friendly they perceive them to be, not not even, uh, not even, just what their perception of them is. And if you get low ratings 
from the NRA, they have the power to affect the votes that would deny you your seat in Congress. Well, that's exactly so what's the going on. NRA yeah. has got, and I, w- I was trying to do some research on how they even got all this power because that's not how what the NRA started out as in the 1800s. It was a friendly, let's be safe about guns group. That's what these oh these guys were. Let's just be a friendly, safe don't about blow guns. our head off. Yeah. yeah, don't blow your head off. And I think many of them would still say that's fundamentally what they're all about. We want to make sure people handle guns responsibly, whatever that means. But uh, that that's what it is. You're right. It, a congressperson, despite whatever they feel good per- intentions nope. they may really have, it would derail their career. If, if they, they want to get yep. reelected, mm-hmm. they have to they have to yeah. uh, do some mm-hmm. certain sorts of pandering. And, and that's been uttered do. a little bit uh, during during that sit-in in in the con- that the Democrats did in Congress uh, in the House. They said, you know, ago. you need to <laughs> you need to you know get a pair and quit you know being so scared of the NRA and do the right thing it's not it, it's 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 not and again I would I just got through saying we don't want to talk about this but I know but now but you it, got me all right but up. it is not that we're saying get rid of guns and blah, blah. it's just there there're really two tenets one uh background checks and closing loopholes and and uh, at, at gun shows and stuff and second if somebody's on a no-fly watch uh, 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 list, yeah. then you don't get to buy a gun. What What well, is so onerous about that? Well, now people get put on that list for, you know, by mistake all the time, so we can't, you know. All right, well, let's work on that, and then you get yourself off the list, and then you can go buy a gun. Due process. That's I don't see. Their I don't have any problems with that. And, and what I, if and you I don't got see... put on the no-fly list by accident? And I'm just playing a devil's advocate here. It wouldn't be by accident. <laughs> but if you were Bring me another bourbon. Yeah. If you yeah. were on the terrorist watch list by accident. Um, but I mean it can't even come up for a vote. We can't even we I mean they don't if if somebody feels strongly about it, vote against it. But at least yeah. let's have a vote. I, that's yeah. that's just seems But you know, silly to me. I mean that and I and I'm one of those people that sees the points of both sides. I mean, they're right. A baby got put on the terrorist watch list. There was somebody's grandmother. Yeah, you don't know that kid though. Yeah, there was a, somebody's grandmother, an actual Senate senator was put I mean, so there's there's mistakes, but it's because sure. we're human. Yeah. Human beings are running this stuff and they're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, but it's mostly I, computers running this stuff and that's even worse. Yeah. So I see I understand that part. But still, we have to take off our shoes in the airport and err on the side of being cautious. Why can't we err on the side of being cautious with this and say, yeah, it's kind of too bad. You know, I'm not a terrorist, but I still have to take off my shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you get added to the terrorist watch list by accident, well, you're going to have to. It's like anybody who gets accused of a crime. Sure. You, 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 yeah, you, you get a bill in the mail and you say, right. well, wait a minute, I, I don't know this or I paid this last month. Yeah, well, we don't show. It and, yeah. and you can't, you know, while you're sitting in jail, you can't, you don't have the, the right to drive or anything. You may be innocent, but you still don't have the right to do any of these things. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, it seems. It seems obvious to me, but it's uh, it's not, and I don't think everybody who doesn't feel that way is stupid. I just don't get it myself. I guess I'm the stupid one. To the town of Alfre, who rode a stranger one fine day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. No matter how you feel about the guns thing, and we'll move on here, but you see this story a few weeks ago, this Baptist preacher in Sacramento. He's a preacher, and he tells his congregants that the only real tragedy of the Orlando nightclub shooting 
is that, quote, more of them didn't die. He called them so, uh, Don't even he, say he his called name. sodomites, and uh, yeah, he said that their deaths helped society. Yeah. Now, really, yeah. and, and, and if you were in that congregation sitting there, would you just sit there and listen to that sermon and then nod your head and say, right yeah, on, right yeah, on, Pastor? Probably quite a few of them did. Jeez. What's interesting is that the <clears throat> company uh, that holds the, that the church is leasing their building from has said, it might not be a bad idea if you go find somewhere else to live. And they pretty much, now they can't legally evict this church, but maybe they could raise their rent. They're, they're doing, they're doing everything they can. I think the lease comes up in a, in a year, but they're doing everything they can to say, you know, we don't want your kind here. Yeah. I don't know what the rights, I've always been a little confused about this thing because you go into bars or places and you see this sign that says we ref- we uh reserve the right, reserve to, the right to refuse service to anybody. Well, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you, is that a right you can turn you cannot serve people just because you have think you have the right? I I don't know. I'd I, like to see what the law says on that. Yeah, I, think I don't it's think just you, something to say. I don't I, think there's any legal teeth to it at all. There's probably not at all. And and even if there is, it's it's not an absolute like yeah. like the second amendment, a second amendment. It's not an absolute freedom to speech. That is not an absolute. There, nothing there, is an absolute. There are words that are ro- way take, open to interpretation. People yeah. take that all, that way all the time. I want to bring up one other thing, if okay. I could, about this while we're on the topic. There's been a lot of talk about how many people have seen something that this Orlando shooter did and no and didn't speak up. Right. Yeah. Even his wife. And how many times in the days following this tragedy did we hear? Uh, lawmakers, um, law enforcement say, if you see something, say something. I have a problem with this. I have a huge problem with this, and I'll tell you why. Do you remember the story about the math professor who was on the plane? Uh, the mouth professor? Math. Oh, math. <laughs> Did you think I said mouth? It sounded like mouth. You need to clean your ears out. How much hair do you have in there? Oh, tons. Okay. It's a forest. Do you remember the story, though? The math professor that was doing um, equations on a piece of paper, and the woman... I uh, do not remember the story. Yeah, it was a huge story, Who he, and then she heard him talking in so, a... So you just said, I said, I do not remember the story, and you said, yeah, it was a huge story. Yeah, it was a huge so story. So in one fell swoop, you said, what a dumb ass. It Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It well, was a huge story. Were you in a closet? The reason it was a huge story was because they turned the plane around and escorted this guy off the plane. He was speaking in a foreign language. The passenger next to him felt very uncomfortable. She thought something not good is going down. I have been told if I see something, I need to say something. That has been drilled into our heads. As it turns out, this guy was not doing bomb calculations or anything nefarious. He just turned out to be a math professor trying to figure out, you know, what is pi times two equal or some, whatever some those kind math of people equation. do. Yeah. I don't know what those math people do. I don't do math. Well, bakers do the pi thing, but, but I don't know she what she got so much backlash from what was called racial profiling. Right. And... I'm thinking you you people cannot have this both ways. You cannot tell us if you see something, say something. She should have been applauded and said you did the right thing. Turns out it wasn't 
uh, anything uh, worse, worrisome or there was no threat there. But please, if that happens, do it again. But no, instead she was shamed. There was a, a, a social media backlash against her. Oh, see, racial profiling. What is a person supposed to do? What do they want us to do? So unless it's a white guy, I can say something about a white guy. That's the only person I can say, he's acting weird. If well, it's anybody else, I have no right to say it. Well, and it also is is part of our world that if if she was right and the guy was a terrorist threat, then she's a heroine. She's great. It, it's like it's exactly. like somebody who's trying to rescue somebody and and they're unsuccessful and the person dies. They're not accorded. They they're not accorded the same hero status as someone who successfully rescues somebody, yeah. even though. The, the other person was trying just as hard. It just didn't work out. Circumstances prevailed. You're not a hero unless the ending is a happy one or a successful outcome. Right. So and it's, I, it's sort of related I'm to that. I'm very confused about the see something, say something. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't it know. Sounds, it's a nice little <clears throat> slogan, but uh, yeah, the follow through, uh, the reality of it is tough. And, and, and I if, think we all have that human... Uh, restraint when we see something and it, it and go, smells oh, like a duck, looks like, and I said, nah, yeah, man, what if I'm wrong? Be. What if I'm wrong? Yeah. I'm going to just look like an yeah, idiot. That's right. Yeah. So I better be absolutely sure. Yeah. Yep. That's a bomb. All right. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's blowing up. All right. So I, I felt really badly, uh, for I that too. woman yeah. because she did what we have been admonished to do, mm-hmm. uh, from all these law enforcement people. And then when it happens, uh, great. Another case of racial profiling. Jeez. It just makes me nuts. This is why I drink so much So early in the day. So this stuff is good for the liquor industry. Man. These, these problems. That's true. Oh, which brings us back to the other issue uh, about why these gun laws can't. Uh, get get past is the NR, you know there the gun manufacturers are like well wait just a cotton picking minute here because you're going to impact our sales if we do that and we just can't have that so I mean it's and it's I get all that. it's all about money it's all about money what I know what no I know it's funny how this money thing is a, is a, somehow a revelation uh, I know at, at the ages that we are I know it's like why didn't we know we, uh, no, your mom and dad don't tell you that stuff. Your teachers don't tell you. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm your teacher, and I'm getting ripped off. Yeah. You're not paying me squat because you know why? Yeah. Because it's all about money. That's right. Now, and I think in it's countries bad... like Sweden, they they elevate teachers to the level of lawyers and doctors in, in Sweden, and they pay them accordingly. They they got it right. You know, mm-hmm. teachers shouldn't be paid the same way as a guy who's a rag picker. I mean, not who's that there's anything wrong with being a rag picker. I don't even know what a rag what picker is. a rag picker? I don't know. <laughs> it's an old-timey job. That... I like that you use you use some of these, like, um, old words. Like, when you used to say, you know, I'm going to jump on that like a tramp on a muffin. Well, tramp these days doesn't mean what a tramp meant back in the old days, which was a beggar or yeah, You never home. hear those words anymore. I like now, that. Tramp. It's homeless people tramp. now. It's, yeah, not, tramp has something it's not hobos and bums. That's they, right. We don't say yeah. those words anymore. Yeah. I like that you use those kind of old-fashioned words. Well, I am old-fashioned. Yeah, I know you are. I just think the language was more colorful back then, and it wasn't so much uh, like, you know, uh, uh, so anyway, uh, it's not so much like that. I'm going to look up. What did we just talk about? What did, what I have a short-term memory. Uh, we were oh, talking rag about picker. Let me look it up. Rag picker. I don't think yeah, it's okay. a real thing. No.
Well, we'll find out. He always sings raggedy music to the cattle as he swings. Back and forward in a saddle on a horse. That is syncopated, gated. There is such a funny meter to the roar of his repeater, how they run. But when they hear the fellas gun, because the western folks all know. A rag picker is a term for someone who makes a living by rummaging through refuse in the streets to collect material for salvage. Scraps of cloth and paper could be turned into cardboard, broken glass could be melted and reused, even dead cats and dogs could be skinned to make clothes. That's what a rag picker does, or did. Okay. He's a highfalutin, rootin', tootin', son of a gun from Arizona. Ragtime cowboy, talk about your cowboy. Ragtime cowboy, Joe. Okay, so that got us completely off the rails, and I guess it was my fault I started out talking about that, but it's just so bewildering because it is, it's just this circle that we keep, it's like a merry-go-round. We keep, oh, wait a minute, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, this just happened. I bet it'll be different when I come around the other side this time. Mm-mm. Nope, it's just the same. Nope. And around and around well, we go. Well, once the, once the, if, you know, the NRA has, has the power. You were talking about the money is the driver of everything. And money in this world of ours, no matter how you try to sugarcoat it and talk about inspirational and wonderful things and people doing benevolent acts for each other. Uh, you, it's hard not to get jaundiced to the point where you're assuming that everybody who even appears to be doing a good deed, it has some sort of monetary motive at the, at the base of it. There, there mm-hmm. obviously are people that don't, that, right. that are just trying to do good for good's sake. Of course. But it's hard to tell the difference sometimes, uh, you know. And you you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And so people say, the way I'm going to measure my success is by how much money I can get. how success, I, I, So I can get a boat. So I can get a big, fancy house. So I can get a better car. So I can get a really fancy wristwatch like the one I have here, mm-hmm. which isn't that fancy. But um, so that opens the door for a myriad of motivational speakers. People go to someone else who's a human, flesh and blood, just like they are, but somehow we assign success to this person. They look like they got a lot of money. They're doing great. They got all these things. And now I see in the paper that there, there's an ad where they're going to share their secrets with me right. and how I can be like them. Right. And my gosh almighty, people stream to these things like crazy. Yeah. And uh, I went to see... Uh, there are a bunch of these motivational speakers, of course. It's do you know it's a multi gazillion dollar industry. The no self yeah. the self help motivational industry is huge. Yeah. And then of course there are books that are offshoots from that mm-hmm. and on and on it goes. That's right. It's but a it's, huge industry and, it's a huge and industry. these these self help gurus um, have really um, made an enormous amount of money from these very things. They don't just write one book. If you remember John Gray, who wrote yes. Venus, uh, Men Are From Mars. He wrote Mars. Women from, are from Mercer Island, Men Are From Canada. That's right. That was, that was his book. You know, he wrote that one book, and then he went on to write these other books, uh, 
about, you know, uh, with, with a variation of the topic. Right. And, and I know that he was a psychologist, of, of course, but he really pretty much just said the same thing. And some of the stuff he said was really ridiculous. Like he once said, and this is when I stopped reading his book when he said, so, so in order for you, Pat, as a man to understand women more, apparently if you're, if the female partner uh, has put on pink panties and a lace camisole, that is her indication that she, that's her signal. That's her signal for uh, wanting, wanting it, wanting it bad. If she's just in a T-shirt and uh, cotton panties, then, you know, then you're going to have to do a whole lot more foreplay to get. And I'm thinking, really, that's your that's your psychological analysis of the situation. So I don't put a lot of faith in these gurus. What's that other book? The Secret. The Secret's another one. Yeah. They're all over the place, right. and 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 then and then Tony Robbins, of course, is the uh, guru of motivational speaking. Yeah, he started out in sales. Yeah, people don't know who he is. He's like this seven foot seven guy, big lantern jaw, gigantic teeth. He looks like a Steinway piano. Right, he does yeah, when he smiles. Now yeah. he's done. Uh, he started out. Uh, really talking about how to unleash your power, and and he's got conventions, and he's got oh, yeah. and he he's got paid content. Huge dollars. Oh, he's made eight billion dollars off of the self help industry. So I do an incantation using my whole body. I say I now command my subconscious mind to direct me in helping as many people as possible alive today to better their lives by giving me the strength, the emotion, the persuasion, the humor, the brevity, whatever it takes to show these people and get these people to change their lives now. And I would do that literally driving in my Volkswagen to a meeting in L.A. on the freeway for 40 minutes. People are looking at me. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. They're going, I know he's a serial killer. I know he is. But by the time I entered that room, when two people meet, if there's rapport, the person who's most certain will always influence the other person. And I was totally certain, and they were trying to get revved up to certainty. Do you agree with this, yes or no? I do another one because I was poor. I changed my mindset. I kept doing things, but I never got beyond it. I'd say God's wealth is circulating in my life. His wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance. All my needs, desires, and goals are met instantaneously by infinite intelligence. For I'm one with God, and God is everything. And I would imagine the abundance of my life, and I would feel so grateful. And a year later, I went from making $38,000 a year to making a million dollars a year in one year. Because successful people do what failures won't. You follow me on this? You know? If you get yourself in a state of certainty that this is going to work, I'm going to find the way, and if this doesn't work, I will make the way, then you tap a lot more potential. But nobody knows what his credentials really are, right. and, and he's, even, uh, he's, he's even forked off into doing investment, um, motivational speaking, weight loss motivational speaking. I mean, these guys know... They, they've got the golden ticket, and people yeah. will lap it's a brand this name. crap yeah. up, and they lap it up. A friend of mine says that Tony Robbins is so enthusiastic, so optimistic. Well, my friend says that he went to a Tony Robbins seminar one time. Yeah, and they're expensive. And, and you have a little tablet they give you, uh-huh. and you've got, you can take notes. Right. He said, and the guy, when he was all done, he looked down at his tablet, and he hadn't written a single thing down. It, he describes it as temporary euphoria. It is. It's temporary euphoria. And this is how they make their money because li- very little do you actually use those things when you leave that sort of convention. 
it it has been described. Don't write me letters, but it has been described as very cult-like mm-hmm. and very uh, brainwashy, and just to get you to keep going, and also to make you feel like um, you need more of it to continue. Yeah, we're we're so conditioned. Like if you're not happy or rich or any or or have or or thin or have a partner, then you must be miserable and you need to improve your life. That's why this industry makes so much money. Well, you you brought up the weight loss thing. It's like that. You you lose a lot of weight through Weight Watchers or one of those plans, and but they don't want you to keep the weight off. Ultimately, right. they want you to gain it all back, so you get to do the whole thing over again. So Tony, uh, Robbins- a friend of mine, Ross Schaefer, you know him. He's a public speaker himself, describes Tony Robbins as being so over-the-top, enthusiastic, Mm -hmm. and ambitious that if he somehow got arrested and thrown in prison, (laughs) he would tell everybody that he was living in a gated community. Yeah, Yeah, he he is a man that says an enormous amount without saying a lot of... Of, of substance and and most of his talks and most of his CDs are really um, anecdotes and, and stories about him but it doesn't ever really and, and I'll give you this there's occasionally a few nuggets that that you can pull from 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 him mm-hmm. but I, I'm not sure what the big I mean there are people who are drinking the Tony Robbins Kool-Aid like you wouldn't believe out there well I remember and when I was wor- spending thousands of dollars oh, yeah. yeah when I was working at King TV uh, they, uh, they're, they're, we had this new general manager at the station who was a huge proponent yeah. of uh, TR. And he I'm made, working and with somebody right he now. He sent like a bunch that. of us to this seminar yes. uh, because he was so jazzed about oh it. And, and he God. thought it would make us better employees yeah. or, or something. I right. don't know. Right. What? And so, did it? Did you go and go... Well, I'm not, I, I'm not I, working there anymore, <laughs> if that tells you anything. So recently in the news, so I, I don't really know a lot about him. I know who he is. But recently in the news, there was a story that um, he had a convention in Dallas, and 30, right. 30 people there uh, did a fire walk. I, I had no idea he did fire walks, but apparently he's been doing them for 30 years. And 30 people burned their feet. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. So it's uh, if you've ever seen it, it is a... Uh, it's supposed to empower you and make you feel like you can do anything. So it's like a, a, a 15, 20-foot uh, uh, narrow coals. bed of coals that you walk across in your bare feet. Mm-hmm. And his thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but his thing is, it, it is mind over matter. Right. If you have enough belief in mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and what you are capable of doing, mm-hmm. you can walk across these mm-hmm. these embers and you'll come out and you will not burn your feet. I'm walking, yeah, the need, I'm talking, you and me, I'm hoping you come back to me. These people burn their feet. Here's what... Not everybody they, does, but some people... 30 people in this this one. It made the news. It made it, na- so out of national a, news. So out of a crowd of several thousand people, 30 is, you know... That's, 30. That's a pretty big number. Right. Yeah. So, but here's what really chapped my hide and made my ass want to suck a lemon. You want to know what it was? Do you want to know what the spokespeople for the Tony Robbins seminar said? They didn't believe. They didn't believe. Yeah. They didn't believe. Easy out. They weren't focused. 
They didn't do what we told them to do. And again, we talked about this in the last podcast, victim blaming. Yeah. Again, that is textbook cult-like. It's textbook. Yeah. So now these people burn their feet are going to be like, they are made to feel like failures and right? losers. Such a good point. Oh, my God. Yeah. It makes me absolutely crazy. So I am in a situation where I... Well, let me let me just button that by that I've done some some uh, study of this and and the firewalking is a kind of a trick phenomenon because the uh, embers don't generate enough heat right uh, that if you walk quickly across it you're not going to be in one place long enough for it to burn you right embers are not good conductors of heat now if he put out an like a 15 to 20 foot uh metal griddle Mm-hmm. That was that hot. You'd burn the crap out of yourself. Not if you believe, Pat. All you gonna do is dry your Apparently, no. if you believe. No, but but if he puts that out and people don't burn their feet, then he's got something. It, it's it's I it's, know. Uh, it's the oldest. It's Camara. It's, it's it's a it's, carnival trick. He's a charlatan. He, yeah, yeah, he is a charlatan, and I believe that. And but I am unfortunately working. I'm subcontracting for a company that we get together as a team every week and meet on Mondays. And he has had us listening to these Tony Robin tapes. Now again, I'm getting some things out of it, and I didn't know about all this firewalk, all this other stuff until yeah. this this broke. And now, so I sent him an email as a joke, and I go, "Hey, you're not going to make us do this ridiculous firewalking thing on our next meeting, are you?" Uh-oh. And? He emails me back and goes, no, man, I did it. It was awesome. Tony Robbins is the man. Oh, And no. I'm like. Now you're in a pickle. I'm like, I wrote back and I go, are you serious? I thought you were pulling my leg. No. In fact, um, another gal that's on the team is there right now. So she was at this, this Get, actual. Getting di- the crap burned out of her foot. And I'm thinking, oh my god, these people are sitting at the fountain of Tony Robbins and just guzzling the hell out of it. And now I kind of I'm thinking this I puts you in a bad it spot. It puts me in a horrible spot because I don't really know that I a want to be. I, I do get some good things. And you know what? Here's the thing. I can't invalidate their feelings. If they feel it helps right. them, then it helps them. You know, people believe in Santa Claus. People believe in the Tooth Fairy. People believe in in in, in God and in the Koran. And those things, you know, if they he wants to believe in Tony Robbins, then that's fine. So wait a minute. You're saying there is no Tooth Fairy? No. My challenge is how do I... I don't know. Now I'm like thinking, this guy's an idiot. He's like, Tony Robbins, woo. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe Tony Robbins, maybe a woo, but not a like. He's like a dedicated follower of this guy. Right. And it bugs me now that it's being forced on me. It's like having religion. It's like if I had found out, if you walked in my house and said, I got to tell you something, Lisa, I just, um. I'm a Scientologist. That's the same feeling I would have. Like, what? Now, would you stop being my friend? See, that's a good point. Because, I mean, I've had this I don't think so. moment with a, a a very good friend of mine who supports a particular presidential candidate. Yeah, and, and it's and like, I, I, this is the last guy I thought I would hear this right. from. I thought he was kidding me. Right. And, and, but he was serious. Right. And now I, and now I don't want to not 
be a friend, but I'm now but it's do, now it's a friend with an asterisk. Yeah, you do sort of question. Well, you know, how can I? But yeah, you can be his friend. It's sure. okay. Yeah, I, I will. You know, be. my friend uh, Dave, who's helped helps us on this podcast. We get into arguments over politics and guns all the time. Yeah. But I adore him, and he yeah. adores and family, me. And families are like that. Yeah. Families can have good old-fashioned round tables and knockout brawls and, right. and talk politics. And I, that's healthy, and I think it's yeah. fun. Yeah. So now that I think that Tony Robbins is a big sham and a big scam and a big snake oil, which is very – it's really brilliant. Because, first of all, he has really no – uh, credentials for any of these things doesn't Other, have doesn't have to have a license nobody's gonna license. nobody's gonna be be pulling his license he and, can do and, this. and the and the thing is he does have some really good nuggets in there and i've listened to some of his tapes which i'm but you know i'll listen to him while i'm doing something else but I'm among not, the nuggets is a lot of fool's gold there's too. a lot of yeah. fool's gold and you have to sift through a lot of it and uh and i i just kind of i don't i don't know really how to proceed with now these meetings that we have to you know has everybody listened to uh, disc four because i'm gonna say well not now not after i found out you were a firewalker i'm not you know <laughs> just not really sure well just present him with the facts about firewalking like i talked about a moment no, ago no 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 this goes back to our discussion earlier you cannot change somebody's uh, mind about something that they fervently believe and believe to be absolutely true um, so I just actually stopped talking about it on the email. That's that's the best. I was going to say, don't just just I'm say yeah. I listen to the disc, yeah, yeah, but don't offer anything more than right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just don't. I mean, you don't want to lose your job just over this. Well, yeah, I, um, I don't. But is it legal to force people who are in your employee to listen to things that you are uncomfortable with? I'm not hmm. saying I'm uncomfortable. That's with a good it, question. But I'm like, really? Can can you've made this not mandatory, but more um, elective? Elective, like your your boss at the TV station. Did he force you guys to go to the convention? Yeah, if you were a manager, uh, how can they do that? They, 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 you had to go do it. How can they do that? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a condition of uh, your employment. You know, th this guy's in charge. What he says goes. I, I'm. This is theoretical. And I so, just, the whole thing about the conventions, and was it was it like he whipped everybody in a frenzy and you guys all had to jump up and down and scream to perfect strangers that you rock and No, all but that it was stuff. fun because I watched the... it sounds stupid. I watched the boss's face, and he, I mean, his eyes were practically rolling back in his head. I mean, he was... <laughs> He was drooling and having a... He was like, this is awesome, Yeah, man. it was like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, that's what I'm dealing with with this this person that I am, I am working with. And uh, I was talking to a friend last night, and he was talking about how today's politics are so dirty and everybody's a phony, and, and, I, and I, was, I was saying, if somebody gets into political office, they can go in with the best of intentions, but... They're fighting a system that is so hidebound and so uh, it's so incredibly uh, difficult to maneuver around that that's why good people become, you know, toadies to lobbyists and these big, huge interest groups. Because then they because as soon as you're elected, now you got to try and get reelected. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's this balance they, they have to try and find. And my friend said, now, back in the day when John F. Kennedy was president. Now that man inspired people. And I and I and I said, well, he was young, he was handsome, it was something new. Uh but to uh, to say that he had this noble purpose that no other presidents have had before or since would I don't think be true. But but what was true 
I think, is that he did inspire a lot of people. And maybe even if you're not believing what you're saying entirely, mm -hmm. if you can inspire other people right. to, to get excited about things and to, mm -hmm. and to, uh, to dream bigger, mm -hmm. then you could make a case for Tony Robbins. If he's doing that for some people, then I guess that's something. To dream the impossible dream To fight Of the hokiest, most overwrought songs that Elvis ever did, this one has to be right near the top, especially the ending, which you'll, you'll hear a little bit later. Where the brave dare not go Or to ride the unrightable road Okay, but, but what, what? It may be an empty what, glass, but they think it tastes pretty good. It may be a wet. It may be, you know, it may be foul liquid in the glass that he's serving. But if people are but looking for something, maybe he's providing. But it what for about him. the argument that he he will not argument, but he will he's, he will say over and over, I care deeply about people. I care yeah. deeply about them. Money doesn't matter. Then quit charging people so much to go to your conventions. Yeah, you've made enough money. We'll start doing this for he's, free now. Yeah, he he's built an eight billion dollar empire out of this. Eight billion? Yes. Oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah. This guy has content. And materials and some of his upper echelon um, experiences, seminars, whatever yeah. they run in the twenty, they run twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So yeah, and people are lapping this crap up left and yeah. right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, you could say even if you say, well, you can't prove that it's all crap, but the firewalking thing is crap. I mean, I and and if you just look at the facts of how it works, it, it's science. Science says you can walk on coal. It's not magic. It's not mind over matter. It's simple science. And if you walk quickly. It's all crap. Yeah, it's, it's crap. That, it's all, that part's crap. So I think all of it's crap because you, you can't, you, you, you would, the, the thing that happens is people go back to their everyday lives and then they feel like, oh, I'm failing. I better go buy another, I better go to another Tony Robbins thing right. and get that exuberance back. It doesn't, it's not practical. You don't use it outside of that. I'll be honest, the only time I ever think about the Tony Robbins stuff is when we're having the meeting. And I go, oh, crap, i got to go look up my notes on the Tony Robbins crap I supposedly learned. Yeah. Or, or, if, or if you're looking at his face and you say, oh, gee, that, that reminds me. i got to go floss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But and, 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 and it's because uh, people tell us that we have to be happy and thin and in love uh -huh. or life isn't worth living. And don't you want your life to be the greatest it can be when the reality is... We're, we spend so much time pursuing that that we forget to just live our life. And, and there's so many beautiful things right right there. You know what I mean? My thing is that if I ever became a motivational speaker. You should totally be. We should do it together and make tons of money. We but could. Go, but well, well, I've always told you. I always thought that I could become an evangelist. You, yeah. Well, so that's you what Tony is, Robbins is. All you got to do is be a good actor. Yeah, that's and, what he is. And, but... Uh, I wouldn't be able to to live with myself if I was taking money from. But you're doing good, good people. You're doing good for the people. No. You're making them feel better. They no, believe I, you are. No, I'm telling you right What's... now, I wouldn't be doing it for any other reason but to get money. <laughs> I mean that that's why. Well, don't you think that's kind of what the other ones yes, are doing too? I do. Yes. That's what I so do. What's think. your point? My point is that if I was going to be a motivational speaker, I would want to be. I would want to make fun of motivational speaking, and so I'd bill myself as a as a crappy motivational speaker and I'd 
I'd say things that were, you know, polar opposite of what a motivational speaker would like say. What? Like, give an example. Well, I'd, I'd just say, if if you if <laughs> if you want to be successful, you need to stop working so hard and just sit around and think about stuff and watch TV. There's a lot of good ideas on TV. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't thought it through. And and then, well, you know, and the do, do a lot of do a lot of physical through. comedy spill on yourself and so that you look like a real buffoon and inept. And people and that but then you could make a point about motivational speaking. I don't think I mean, you could. there would be there would be a, a, a kind of a punchline or a purpose to the silliness. I really don't think you can. I think I think your I think point would be my point would be that somebody else can't tell you how to be successful. It That's has to right. come with inside of you. That's right. And that that would be a good point to make at the end of all the silliness. Don't yeah, you but think? a lot it would be, but the your point would be lost on many who went, Yeah, that sounds great, Pat, but I gotta I gotta head out to this Tony Robbins seminar. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. Could I get my money back so I can spend it on Tony? for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 